0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy and you're listening to episode number 24. What is up guys and welcome to today's episode where I'm going to be speaking about flexible dieting and the basics of what it actually is and also I'm going to give you a few reasons as to why you should be using it and how it can be effective for you and not only for a short period of time but for the rest of your life and allow you to get the results that you're after um, whether it's general health and well-being whether it's fat loss muscle building athletic performance Um, i'm going to i'm going to speak to you today about how you can use flexible dieting to your advantage Um, so to start off, uh, I'll just explain what flexible dieting actually is, and it's also commonly uh, commonly known as IAFYM, so if it fits your macros is a pretty common term in the health and fitness industry for flexible dieting. I prefer to use the word flexible dieting um, as it's not, it's not a fad diet. It's not something that you're going to do for a short period of time and then stop it. Um, it really is a sustainable way of eating that you can follow for the rest of your life. So, um, so I guess what it involves is tracking your protein, carbohydrates, and fat intake uh, along with your fiber to ultimately reach a calorie goal. Um, so you'll, this will either leave you in a calorie deficit, which means you're burning more energy than you're taking in, It'll leave you at your maintenance level, meaning that assuming you keep your energy expenditure the same, you will, your body weight will not change. You know It may fluctuate from day to day, but on average, it'll stay the same or it'll leave you in a calorie surplus, meaning you're eating more than you're actually burning um, with the aim of gaining weight or gaining muscle. So It just puts the focus on how much you are eating instead of what you are eating, which I guess what you are eating is probably i guess the most focused thing or what people focus on the most when it comes to diet or when it comes to nutrition uh but i want to teach you how how the foods that you're eating are very irrelevant um and how it's way more important uh how much you're eating compared to what you're eating so Remember to lose weight, uh, we need to be in a calorie deficit, um, meaning that we're in a negative energy balance. And to gain weight, we need to be at positive energy balance. So eating more than... uh then we are expending. So when it comes to our macronutrients, we have obviously proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. So protein and carbohydrates are both worth four calories per gram, which for the sake of this podcast isn't really um, something that we need to focus on too much, but I thought I'd just let you know the basics. And fats are, are nine calories per gram. So straight away you can see that the, cal- the carbs and, and proteins are less than half the amount of calories as a gram of fat. Um, So I guess the beauty of if it fits your macros and flexible dieting is that it allows you to pick and choose or probably preferably rotate your food, uh, your food sources without feeling guilty or going off track with your quote unquote meal plan um in a belief that there are no magic foods that'll help you build muscle or lose fat so it's very common to see a diet a fad diet or something in a magazine or on the internet saying that you know eat these foods to lose fat or avoid these foods if you want to lose fat or even when it comes to building muscle you know these are the muscle building foods that you should be eating when In actual fact, it just comes down to your calorie intake regardless of what food sources you are using. If you're in a calorie deficit, so burning more energy than you're taking in, regardless of what you're eating, even if you're eating, um, you know, it's obviously not ideal in regards to general health, well-being, and performance. But if you're eating takeout food every single day and you're in a calorie deficit, you're still going to lose weight. Um, You'll probably lose a bit of muscle with that and like I said, you're going to feel like crap but in the end of the day in regards to body composition, so body fat um, and body weight, you will still lose weight Um, but the focus shouldn't be on eating as much crap as you can which I'll get into a little bit later on. So, One other thing that you need to keep in mind with flexible dieting is that your fiber and fruit intake also needs to be considered. So it's recommended that you get around 15 grams of fiber for every 1,000 calories consumed and you also have one piece of fruit for every 1,000 calories consumed. So if on average you're eating 2,000 calories per day, you should be getting at least 30 grams of fiber and you want to get at least two pieces of fruit um, per day, uh, that is. So I'll briefly run over the difference between I guess traditional clean eating um, which is uh, you know pretty common I guess and you see that term thrown around so much in the health and fitness industry but it's very hard to actually define what clean eating actually is versus flexible dieting. So what is clean eating? Uh, I guess clean eating typically involves sticking to a restricted group of Quote unquote clean and healthy foods while completely disregarding their caloric value. Uh, Presuming that as long as you eat clean, you'll see results, which, you know, guys, this could not be further from the truth. Now, let's say you're eating clean, um, you know, and you go in and you disregard the calorie intake in the food you're eating. So you might eat a vegan piece of cake in the belief that it's going to be clean. But That cake probably has more calories in it than a a standard piece of cake that you could just buy from anywhere. Um, And in the end of the day, if your calorie intake is too high, you're not going to lose weight. You're going to gain weight. So eating foods that are seen as healthy doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lose fat. I can guarantee that there's probably more calories in the salad that you're having at lunch with all the dressing and everything on it than what there would be in just having a standard... uh, Um, Meal, something like a sandwich or something like that. Or even sometimes, believe it or not, guys, sometimes something like a pasta can have less calories in it than something along the lines of like a Caesar salad or whatever. So just because it's seen as a healthy food doesn't mean that it should be part of your um, day-to-day eating or day-to-day diet unless it is accounted for um, and you are following flexible dieting. So clean eating, I guess, typically involves eating Small meals every two to three hours, sticking to a very limited group of foods, which I mentioned before, Um, and that can often lead to the mentality of labeling foods as good or bad, which can cause a lot of problems. Um, And in my experience, I've seen a lot of people end up with eating disorders because they believe as soon as they eat something that's seen as junk food or not healthy, then they've completely blown their diet, and it typically leads to binge eating, Um, and this is just a never-ending cycle. So. You know, it's pretty standard to see someone eat well for from Monday through to Friday, and then on the weekends just eat like absolute crap. Whereas if they had allowed themselves to eat something that's not seen as, I guess, healthy or as um, as good food, but it's more so seen as junk food or or food that's not as good for you throughout the week, and they fit it within their calorie goal, uh, then their progress is going to be a lot more consistent. They're not going to create that bad relationship with food, whereas they see food as good as good and bad. Um, and in the long term, uh, their results are going to be a lot better. So 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 far guys, What I want to get across is flexible dieting just involves you eating foods that you enjoy, so foods that you want to eat as long as they fit within your calorie goal. Um, And If that means that you want to lose fat, then your calorie goal needs to be below your maintenance. Regardless of what you're eating, if you're below your maintenance, you will lose weight. It's as simple as that, guys. There's no rocket science to losing fat or building muscle uh, or putting on weight Sorry, or maintaining your weight. Um, It's very common to see people you know, get confused with correlation versus causation. So things like no fat diets or no carb diets, people automatically assume that the fact that they're not eating carbs means that carbs are bad. So, you know, junk food, I guess yeah, quote unquote junk food that have got high calories in it, um, or that are high in carbs, people see them as bad and the reason that they're putting on weight. When In actual fact, the reason that people are losing weight on no-carb diets or no-fat diets is because they've taken a huge chunk of calories out of their day-to-day calorie intake by removing a whole food group, which, in my opinion, I tell all of my clients, if you cannot follow a a specific diet for the rest of your life comfortably and actually enjoy the way you're eating, then it's not worth doing. So if you're going to cut carbohydrates out completely, unless you think you can go for the rest of your life with, with doing that, um, then it's not worth doing. Now it might be a different story if you know, we're talking about a competitive bodybuilder that needs to reduce their their carb intake that low um, for whatever reason. But even then, you know I have guys competing at the moment that are still eating you know 400 grams of carbohydrates, which is a lot of carbs. Um, and they're in the best shape of their life so it comes down to your calorie intake making sure you're getting enough protein um, and in the end of the day that is the most important aspect so flexible dieting um, I, i guess gives you a calorie and macronutrient target to reach by by the day's end which then also kind of debunks a lot of these myths that are saying you shouldn't be eating carbohydrates after dark or after dinner all that type of crap even Things like meal timing and how often you have meals throughout the day. You know, people believing that the more small, frequent meals you have throughout the day, uh, the faster your metabolism is going to be, which is just completely false. And that's not your fault if you believe something like that because we've been fed this crap for so long now, which, you know, so many people try, you see it in magazines all the time, um, you know people that are supposedly fitness professionals just saying these things because they don't actually know the evidence behind it either. But they believe it, they might follow it and they might believe that it's giving them results but it's clearly not because it's been scientifically proven. So the thing with if it fits your macros or flexible dieting, is that it gives you so much more flexibility with your nutrition, making, I guess, dieting, Uh, I don't really like the word dieting that much, even though it is part of the flexible dieting word, but it makes dieting a lot easier to adhere to because uh, you're not restricting yourself from certain foods. So the best thing about it is that there are no foods that are off limits, absolutely no foods that are off limits, as long as it fits within your calorie goal, you're meeting your protein intake, you're getting enough fiber, you're eating enough fruit, um, you're getting all your minerals, and you're sticking to your calorie and macronutrient targets. Um, And what it also does is it it helps you realize what are in some of the foods that you're eating already. So you might be eating the same breakfast for the past five years, and then you start tracking your calorie intake, and then all of a sudden you realize, hang on a second, I've got a lot of carbs and a lot of fats in my breakfast, but there's next to no protein. So now you might start to look for foods to replace that, that you're going to get a higher protein intake. You're going to figure out what foods are high in carbs, what foods are high in fats, and you just you just calculate that into your daily targets, and it just makes you so much more aware of what you're actually eating. So. Um, I actually did a blog post uh, about this whole topic on my website www.dannykennedyfitness.com called The Ultimate Guide to Flexible Dieting and I put an example there of two different meals that are 100% equal in uh, calorie and macronutrients. So calories and macronutrients um, but one would be seen as junk food one would be seen as a healthy meal that is fine to eat. So The two examples I used, uh, the first one was I think it was about 150 or 200 grams of kangaroo, then there was about 125 grams of brown rice and some mixed veggies, and then the second one was a six inch uh, sub from Subway, so wheat bread. I think it was chicken breast, tomato, uh, a little bit of salad, some Swiss cheese, barbecue sauce. So clearly, if you had the two meals next to each other, you would think that one is better for you than the other. Most people would lean towards the kangaroo and brown rice, when in actual fact, the calories were exactly the same, the macros were exactly the same, so that would have the exact same effect. Now, if you had the choice, would you rather go for the kangaroo and the brown rice? Then yes, because going to be more nutrient dense but if you're on the go just because you're on the go and you're busy or you're traveling it doesn't mean that you need to completely blow out your diet or go off your diet completely you just need to factor in the food you're eating so if that means you need to pick up some subway even if it means you pick up a couple of slices of pizza or a burger as long as you account for it then you will stay on track with whatever your goal is whether it's fat loss muscle building maintenance whatever it is it won't it won't make a difference so if you guys would like to figure out a little bit more or learn a little bit more about flexible dieting um, in regards to specifically for you, um, so that we have two options here. So, the first one is I would love for you all to go and check out the blog post. Like I said, it's on my website, dannykennedyfitness.com. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Flexible Dieting, or if it fits your macros, check it out. It's got uh, very easy steps to follow um, in regards to calculating your calorie uh, your calorie intake, what it should be for your specific goal and to your individual needs um, in regards to your energy expenditure, your body type and whatnot. It also has uh, calculations to work out your macronutrient breakdown, so your protein, carbohydrates, fats, fiber, all that different types of stuff. Um, and you can go through that and then figure out exactly what you should be eating and then and then start to play around with it, guys. Because, and, and the other thing is you may not want to calculate everything. So one of the biggest excuses I get from people about flexible dieting is, you know, I don't want to have to track my foods. Um, you know, it's too specific for me. It's too hard. I don't want to have to do it. And it's just people being lazy, guys. It takes me less than two minutes to put in my whole my whole food food intake for the day into the app and you know the app that i use is my fitness pal i just quickly chuck in the foods that i'm going to eat for the day make sure that my numbers are around about as close to uh my targets as possible so your protein and carbohydrates you want to be within kind of 10 grams either side of whatever the goal is and then your fat you want to be a little closer so five grams either side as I mentioned at the start, fats are a lot higher in calories than carbs and uh, and protein. But if that's not for you, then you might have a calorie goal and just stick to a, a protein goal. So say, for example, you need to eat 2,800 calories per day and you have a minimum amount of protein you need to hit. Uh, for an example, we'll use, we'll use 180 grams. So you need to get 180 grams of protein and, um, and then you need to stay within 2,800 calories. Now, that's pretty easy pretty easy to do um, without having to be too specific about your macronutrients. So, you're just making sure you hit your protein, making sure you stay within 2,800 calories, and if that puts you in a deficit, then over time, you're going to be losing fat depending on what you're doing with your training and, um, and once you reach plateaus and stuff, which I do cover in the article itself. So, and then and then on, uh, on the other end of the spectrum for somebody that may be even listening to this uh, that's been using flexible dieting or once you have listened to this for and you've you've tried flexible dieting for a while we have someone that might be on the advanced side where they choose to go into more of a, an and I guess an intuitive eating uh, side of things where they're comfortable with knowing what's in their meals that they're regularly eating they feel like they can estimate you know around about what calorie amount of calories they're eating per day then they may not even track at all and that's the beauty of this is like i said it teaches you what's in certain foods and you'll eventually get the hang of it you don't need to be weighing your food for the rest of your life or using my fitness pal for the rest of your life but you'll you'll get that good of an understanding of what you're eating that it'll allow you to make choices uh, and, and be a lot more consistent with your progress and and make choices based on your experience of knowing what's in particular foods. Um, so before we finish up, guys, um, I wanted to just go through some of the foods that I keep in, in my diet because obviously the aim is to still be eating as well as possible. So eating nutrient-dense foods, um, getting the most out of our nutrition because We know that nutrition is our fuel. So if you're eating crap food, regardless of whether it fits your macros or not, just because you're losing weight doesn't mean that that's a good thing if you're eating crap food every day and you're feeling shit, you're not sleeping well, um, performing horribly in the gym. In the end of the day, we want to be healthy. So some of the protein sources that I like to stick with are things like skinless chicken breast, uh, lean beef, kangaroo meat. If you're in Australia and you haven't tried kangaroo uh, mince, Uh, or kangaroo burgers then i would 100 uh recommend trying them they are unreal eggs you know whey protein powder which if you've listened to any of my previous episodes you should know by now that whey protein powder isn't some magic powder that's going to make you gain muscle or lose fat it's just a way of reaching your protein intake which is very handy when you are on the go and busy and whatnot uh, protein bars, fish, you know, tofu. If you're not a fan of meats, you know, the list goes on. Some of the carbohydrate sources that I tend to stick to: things like fruit, rice. So whether it's white or brown, very irrelevant. Uh, potato, again, sweet potato, white potato, completely your choice. Uh, fun fact: there's actually less carbohydrates per hundred grams in white potato than there is in sweet potato, which most people would have no idea about. Um, but that's something that you learn along the way what else uh, things like oats rice cakes um, fibrous veggies of course trying to get our fiber intake in so green veggies and whatnot. Um, you know I like bagels even things like ice cream sorbet something that's high in carbohydrates uh, the, the list goes on it really depends what you like to eat and that's the beauty of flexible dieting now fat sources uh, for, for me myself I I prefer to keep my fats, I guess, on the lower side because there's not a ton of fat sources that I really, really get around. I guess I love peanut butter, uh, absolutely love peanut butter. So I eat, I eat a fair bit of that, things like oven-roasted almonds or just normal almonds, um, nuts, cashews, avocado I'm not a fan of, but that is a really, really good one that I would highly recommend, olive oil, Egg yolks is perfectly fine to eat the yolk out of your egg. Things like full cream milk, uh, if you like milk, that's fine. And again, you'll learn you'll learn these things along the way of what what fat sources you typically eat in your um, in your within your eating habits already, and you just factor that into your calorie and fat goal. Um, and then before we finish up guys I'll just mention a couple of things that you'll you'll need I guess or things that are handy to have starting out um, utilizing flexible dieting first thing obviously something a uh, food scales uh, is very important so, Especially in the initial stages, when you're actually learning about tracking things and seeing what 200 grams of chicken looks like, or 200 uh, sorry, 20 grams of peanut butter, which I guarantee is so much less than what you think it is at the moment. Uh, mine was at least a third, I reckon, about a third of what I thought it was. Um, another one is an app to actually track your calorie intake. As I mentioned, I do use my Fitness Pal. I haven't really played around with any other ones. There are a number of them out there. Um, I think there's one called My Macros, maybe um, Calorie King. Uh On the Regimen is another one that's pretty new to the scene, which you might want to try. Or if you have the time and you are extremely old-fashioned and you have nothing better better to do, then you can still just track it on a piece of paper. So keep track of what you're eating throughout the day. But I would highly recommend using an app. Um, and and yeah, apart from the food scales and 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 an app to track, that's pretty much all you really need, uh, and you're good to go. You're you're on your way to to learning how to eat the foods you enjoy within your calorie goal and see results. And it's not just for some, just an average Joe. This is for anyone. I use it for myself to get ready to get in shape for a, a physique show. I have bodybuilders using this all the way up. You know, they're still eating eating ice cream a week before a show because fits within their calorie goal, they're getting in their fruit intake, they're getting in their fiber intake, they're hitting their macronutrients and they're still able to enjoy foods without feeling too restricted. Um, and I've actually got down a list here which I want to run through um, just before we finish up. This will be the last thing I promise. So uh, and the list here is just some of the frequently asked questions that I get about flexible dieting that I think you guys will find helpful and it might be things that you're thinking already after hearing um, the podcast so far, you might already have some questions. So thought I would run through these before we finish up. So first one, does fiber count towards my carbohydrates? Now also guys, these frequently asked questions are in the Ultimate Guide to Flexible Dieting article that I mentioned on my website. So does fiber count towards my carbohydrates? Now the answer to that is yes. Fibre does count towards your carbohydrates um, and they should be added to your daily total. So although you may not be separating carbs and fibre and then adding them separately, um, you, you know that's that's something that you don't want to be doing. So you don't want to be taking, you know, reading a label in a supermarket, for example, that says five grams of fiber and twenty grams of carbohydrates. So that doesn't mean that it's 25 carbs. It still means it's 20 grams of carbs. It just means that within that 20 grams, there is five grams of fibre. Um, So to answer that question, I've gone the long way around that and probably confused you even more, but does fiber count towards my carbohydrates? Yes, it does. It is included in your totals in an app like MyFitnessPal. If I eat under or above my calorie goal, should I make up for it the next day? The answer is no. The best thing you can do is just forget about it, guys, and move on. Um, Unless you are in a contest prep or you eat under um, your calorie intake, then in that case... Uh, you know if you, if you are in a contest prep and you you go over or under your calorie goal, then it's probably a wise idea to make up for it the next day or within the in the days coming. Um, but for the sake of this podcast, I want to keep it pretty basic today. Um, speaking about flexible dieting, so I'm just gonna say no, don't make up for it. Um, this is where I like to tell people to use the uh, the goldfish mentality. Just forget about it and move on. The worst thing you can do after overeating, guys, is to try and make up for the next day with reducing your calorie intake or doing a heap of cardio and whatnot. Because it just ends up, it just leads to a never-ending cycle of doing that same thing. You know, you, you cut your calories drastically the next day, and then within a few days you're absolutely starving again. You repeat that same cycle, you binge again, you do all this cardio and it's just never ending and it does create a bad relationship with food which is clearly not what we're after um, as I mentioned at the start of this. Does doing cardio on an empty stomach burn more fat? Now, in my opinion, your body does not burn body fat according to how much food has been taken in before you exercise, so fasted or non-fasted. Weight gain or weight loss is definitely dependent on whether or not you're in a negative energy balance with a calorie deficit, which I've already spoken about. Um, If you'd rather train on an empty stomach, guys, then just do it. Uh, But if you'd rather train, you think you could train better with food in your stomach, then that's fine as well. The results are going to be the same. If you burn 300 calories from cardio uh, before you eat or you burn 300 calories from cardio after you eat, you've still burnt 300 calories. So it's as simple as that. Should I cut out coffee and tea from my diet? No way. Uh, I definitely don't cut out coffee um, from my diet. You just need to know that you, you know, if you're having a caramel latte or something along the lines of um, a coffee with a few sugars in it, then it needs to be accounted for in your calorie intake. It's not just just because it's a coffee and you don't think it's really counting towards your calories doesn't mean that there's no calories in it. Should I cut out sugar? No, it is not necessary to eliminate all sugar from your diet. Um, as I mentioned, I think it's it's never a good idea to completely eliminate something from your diet that you know you can't go the rest of your life without. And I guarantee, ninety nine point nine nine percent of you guys listening cannot go the rest of your life without sugar completely. Does it matter if I eat carbohydrates at night? No, one hundred percent no. Um, again, guys, if your body does not your body does not know what time of the day it is. Uh, you know you just need to aim to reach a carbohydrate intake uh goal by the end of the day so whether you spread it out over six meals or whether you have it you know throughout two meals uh it makes no difference as long as you've reached that same carbohydrate goal that you had at the start of the day uh what other ones do i want to go through will sodium make me gain fat so Guys, this is a tricky one, I guess. Um, not so much a tricky one, but it's going into a little bit of detail. So, sodium—think, you know—which is things like salt and stuff. Uh, a, a change in sodium intake can retain water in the body, um, which does lead to an increase on the scales, or I guess a softer look, or something that looks makes you look a little bloated. I guess, um, but it's not fat gain. You know, you're simply holding a bit of extra water because. This, the sodium in your body is holding on to the any of the water in your body um so this can just be eliminated by drinking more water it's as simple as that so to get rid of water that you are holding in your body you need to drink more of it because your body will just flush it out because you'll be going to the bathroom a little bit more a little bit more frequently uh, what if the my fitness pal app tells me i've already hit my daily calorie intake but still haven't met my macros. Well, guys, you need to always aim to hit your macronutrient goal and don't stress about what the calorie count says because apps like that, you know, they, uh, well, they round up, they round down, they estimate calories even if the macros say, say one thing, the calories might say something completely different sometimes. So make sure you're hitting your macronutrient goals. And last one, can I still drink alcohol? If so, how do I count that into my macros? So yes, you can drink alcohol when you're trying to lose fat or you know gain weight. Obviously, when I say gain weight, guys, I obviously means gaining lean muscle. You don't want to be gaining fat. Even if your goal is to go up on the scales, it should always be to gain muscle and not uh, excessive body fat. So when drinking alcohol, you should know that it is filled with empty calories. So I guess... That's pretty co- like pretty commonly known that alcohol is just empty calories, right? So th- this means that although your beer may say it has 6 grams of carbohydrates, 4 grams of protein and 0 grams of fat, which means that it should be 150 calories. Um sorry, which means that it should be 40 calories. A, a stubby on average is around about 150 calories. So that beer is is containing, you know, at least three times the amount of calories of what it actually should be if you're reading the nutritional label so the best way to track your you know your Friday night drinks or whatever it may be drinks with friends on the weekend is to subtract the total calories from either your daily carbohydrate or fat macronutrients. So this is going into a bit more detail. I do have an article on my website about this, so feel free to check that one out as well. But, you know, for example, if I subtract it from carbohydrates, it would be something like this. So 150 calories for a beer, divide that by 4 because there's 4 calories per gram of carbs, leaves us with 37.5 grams of carbohydrates that I need to take out from my daily uh, totals with, to account for that beer so as you can see guys it's not always worth it to have a couple of drinks for no reason if you'd rather eat more food or you know if you're serious about achieving you know achieving your fat loss goal or muscle gain goal or just maintaining your weight so that is it for me, guys. That's I've probably given you a little bit too much information, but have a listen back to this again if there's anything you, you want to hear again. If you do have any questions about flexible dieting or you'd like me to coach you um, one-on-one and, and provide you with your what you need uh, individually, you know, depending on what you're doing training-wise, body type, Um, all that type of stuff, feel free to email me at danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. If not, guys, be sure to check out that article. Like I said, uh, thank you so much for listening today. I do appreciate each and every one of you that do listen to my podcast. It's awesome. I've been getting some cool feedback, and it's good to know that um, the work that I guess I'm putting in to provide you guys with the information is paying off. Uh, If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please do hit that button, leave a review because it does help get my podcast higher up on the um, on the list of, I guess, podcasts to do with health and fitness and lifestyle and, and business and all that type of stuff. So appreciate it, guys. I will speak to you again next week on the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast.